is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday, October 28th, 2020, season 16, episode number 53. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got Nick, Dave, and Amber with me. And uh, we're ready to talk some Cowboy Cowboys football with you guys for the next 45 minutes. Uh, we will be joined by Bucky Brooks in the second segment today. Well, he will, he will help us start breaking down uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll talk about their offense versus the Cowboys' defense. But before we get to that, uh, we've got news-related items we need to talk about. There are some personnel changes happening. We alluded to that yesterday on the show based upon some of the comments that Jerry Jones gave in his interview on 105.3 The Fan. And uh, the first domino falls yesterday with the Cowboys trading Everson Griffin. Uh, Dave, talk to me about what the Cowboys got out of this trade deal. So it's a conditional pick, which is it's the type of thing you hear in deals like this. It sounds like it can be as good as a fifth rounder uh, or, or a sixth. And the thing is, it, we don't know what those parameters are. Maybe it's a certain number of games. Maybe he has to sit, hit a certain number of threshold or, you know, a threshold of snaps or sacks or games on the active roster. Uh, you know, I would imagine if the Lions cut him in three weeks, you're probably not getting a fifth round pick. So we'll have to see what that is. But they're going to get a day three pick in return. Amber, it, it, whether it's a fifth or a sixth round pick, uh, was it worth it? Is it worth that to uh, to get rid of, I guess, a guy that's, although he hasn't been great, I think this last game may have been the best game that he's played so far. It, not really seeing what he could become, is it worth it? Well, if you already know that it wasn't going to work out with him, then then yeah, I mean, you can try to get whatever you can get. It, it's better than anything than, you know, than just cutting him. But it makes me wonder, I mean, are the Cowboys really better right now? I don't know. It's a question mark. I'm, I know we are going to get to see probably more Bradley and I and Randy Gregory, but I wonder how they, they're going to start developing with getting more snaps on the field. I know that Nick, and, and I hope he can talk about this, I know there were certain things that, that Nick has mentioned as far as maybe his attitude and the things that he brings around the team. Some things that we haven't been able to see, but because Nick does travel with the team, he's getting wow. a little better feel of what the dynamic is over there. So sorry, Nick, to put you on the spot, but I think that that's something that, that's also important. Yeah, uh, I, I do. Thank you for setting Sorry. Set, no, I mean, it's... You know what? That's that's what I guess that's one of the reasons why I'm there. I mean, I mean yeah. that, that that and I'm and I'm again, I've said it. I'm very grateful to be on on the trips and I, I miss you guys being there with with no, me don't. for sure. I do. I definitely do. I, trust <laughs> me. Um, but but yeah, I, there are some things that I don't necessarily like to see, but that doesn't, you know, you, you can't judge by people just by what they what they do and how they, you know, walk around and all that. It's a different mentality when you're playing football. You know, these guys could be paralyzed at any snap. So to go through a game and all that, 
you know, we, we think they should be mad and, and upset and throwing things around and punching doors and stuff like that. But they don't act like that, and, and that's okay. He is he's in that other side. I mean, he's he's you know, this is eleven year career for him. So he, he was walking. I, I saw him after the game. It didn't look like that game bothered him, and that bothers fans because that game is still bothering some people that are listening right now. They're still mad, and it does. It didn't seem. I could be wrong. He was very professional when he did his interview afterwards. He, was, he said, yes, I'll do it. A PR asked him. He said, yeah, I'll go do it. But he did, it doesn't seem like he really cared that much and, and, and about some of the other things. I could be wrong there. If I am, I'm sorry. But, you know, if they say perception is reality, then the perception is is that, you know, it, he this this how they were playing didn't bother him that much. Uh, I'm not sure that, that that's why he was dealt, but – you know, and I didn't like Mike McCarthy's press conference today. He said he's been excellent. Hmm. I, well, then why are you trading away an excellent player if you're two and five? I don't understand that. So why can't you just say, you know, you just or want a, a good team fit. captain? Yeah, you. I, that's a. Yeah, I don't get, don't get started, started on, that. on the team captain thing. Because Xavier Woods said a comment he shouldn't have said, and he gets to be the captain. And then Everson Griffin clearly wasn't as happy, and he gets to be a captain too. I, I, I don't like that. I don't like what McCarthy's doing with the captains. I don't think it's a good, uh, you know, whatever he, whatever he's doing. I don't think that that works. But uh, all in all, I don't think they're better. I'm sorry I'm rambling. I don't think they're better than they were, but that's not what it's about. I think that this was an addition by subtraction. They wanted to get rid of him. Dave, do you think that they gave this enough time uh, to see if he could play and fit here and be an option even for the future? Because we know right now, again, he hadn't played great, and they're halfway through the season. It's not like that was going to change a ton. But do you think they gave it enough time to see if maybe he was an option as a player that they wanted to keep in future years? I mean, that that's not really up to them, is it? I mean, he's a free agent at the end of the year, and anybody that wants him can sign him. Um, it, it, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to judge with the access that we have, but it didn't seem like it was a great fit. They dealt him before the halfway point of the season. Seems to suggest that it wasn't a great fit. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think he's still a good player, but... For this team, you know, for you know, we talk about you know, Mike McCarthy is is still going to need to build this team in his image the way that he wants it. I think you're more likely to do that with draft picks than with 30 year old pass rushers who are way closer to the end of their career than the beginning. So, um, yeah, I I think they gave it plenty of. Ch- I mean, you know, this this is going to be an uphill battle for this team to be to be a playoff contender, to be anything like that. So I would rather get a draft pick than hope that he wants to hang around when this season is over with. Yeah, I agree, Dave. I, I think this was this was a, a piece that was one of the final pieces to go try to win a Super Bowl. And, I mean, as funny as that sounds now, <laughs> yeah. but that's exactly right. what this was. It was like, hey, they got everything yeah. in place. The offense is great. They need a little bit more on defense. You know, let's see if he can be what uh, Robert Quinn was for this defense. And <laughs> – you know, and then if that's not going to happen, and it's not his fault, but it's not going to happen, then he's he's a progress stopper. And Amber mentioned Anai and Gregory. That's what all the fans want to see. And 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 McCarthy, you know, probably frustrated them by saying, "Oh, Dorrance Armstrong would be ahead of that." But Dorrance Armstrong is going to get some some work in as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was they've. Oh, I didn't mean to be like that. Don't um, sound too excited. <laughs> my bad. Um, so. 
they've, they've already made the deal for, for Everson Griffin. There are reports out there um, that Don Terry Poe and Daryl Worley have been told that they will essentially be traded or uh, or or released here soon. Yeah, I think it's important, really. And, and I know most fans might know this. It's important to know that this show... It, this show, we tape this show live right now at 11.30 Central. Yeah. It's important to know because you're, you're going to be driving tonight or whatever. Right. They're not going to be on the team. Right. They're not. And everyone's going to know that. And they're like, what are they talking about? We tape this show right now. Practice is going on. And I don't think they're there. And McCarthy would not would not answer the question when asked. Exactly. So I, I think Sorry. I think where there's smoke, there's certainly fire here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ask that question, or I bring that up because when you look at it, Nick, you and I were having this conversation before we went on the air. You look at the the free agent that the cow free agents or just veteran signings that the Cowboys had this offseason. There are only three that I can recall that are still on this team. You got Alden Smith, Blake Bell, and Greg Zerline that are still here. <laughs> Gerald McCoy and Haha Clinton Dix didn't even make it to the regular season. And you got Everson Griffin, you got Don Terry Poe, and you got Daryl Worley, who presumably won't make it halfway through the season. Does this say something and highlight Maybe there's a problem with with Dallas's um, philosophy and strategy when it comes to how they deal with free agents and how they deal with offseason veteran signings of players heading into their upcoming season. Let's start first with you, Amber. Well, I think this is something that we can be a little bit more judgmental on because, one, you're speaking about veteran guys, and, two, this is way before – or not way before, but before – really the pandemic actually fully hit us. So one, the Cowboys are great at bringing in talent when it comes to the, the draft. The scouting team, I think, do an amazing job. But I've never, ever liked anything that they really do in free agency when it comes to veteran. And I feel that they're always trying to save money. They're always trying to be a little too conservative, not really trying to bring in someone that's like super impactful or a big name guy. And to me, from it, hopefully my memory is serving me wrong, but they haven't been that successful when it comes to free agency as far as the guys being really good for the team once they come in. So um, you guys have be- hopefully better memory than me, but that's just how I see it where they just don't, don't really... I, and I don't want to say try that hard because I know they work really hard, but it just feels that... I just wish they would be more extravagant when it comes to free agency. Dave. I don't even want them to be extravagant. I just want them to be competitive. Yeah, I mean, this isn't this isn't new. I think we've realized there was a flaw in their strategy for a few years at this point. I think I think I officially I officially jumped off the bandwagon of the way they do free agency when they wouldn't give Tyron Matthew a one-year, you know, $8 million deal when he was coming off an injury. And that's not that's not when he signed for big money with the Chiefs. That was when the Texans got him for pennies for the caliber of player that he is. Uh, and their unwillingness to get involved in that really turned me off. Um, I get it. Free agency is dangerous. You don't want to all. You don't want to be the team that's handing out the most money in free agency. It very rarely works. I think Stephen Jones is right about that. But you have to be able to strike a balance, and and they haven't. They haven't really been willing to do that. They prefer to bargain hunt. I do feel bad. You know, they they gave Gerald McCoy a decent amount of money, and that could have been a really good signing. It's it's crappy luck for them that they didn't get anything out of him. But for the most part, you know, Alden Smith has been a revelation. But like. If that's your strategy to fix your pass rush, 
I, that, that never sat well with me is like banking on a long shot is this great strategy or, you know, the other guys like haha Clinton Dix was a big name because he was a first round pick, but plenty of people questioned whether he was actually an upgrade uh, or we can take this thing back. You know, Alan Hearns and Deontay Thompson being your big signings to help replace Des Bryant. Mm, not sure about that one. Uh, you know, we can talk about the problems with swing tackle, which is an issue with how many injuries that they've had at the tackle position over the last four years. I think you got to be willing to spend a little bit more money, and this isn't this isn't new. You know, I we can go down the list of, yeah, you know, bring up the Chiefs again. Think about the additions they've made in free agency to shore up their team. Think about you know, the Eagles. A big chunk of of how they built that Super Bowl team in 2017 was with smart free agent signings. So, you got to be able to do both. You got to draft well, but you have to identify things that you're willing to spend money on. And I don't think the Cowboys have done a good enough job of that. Nick, with all the big money that they're spending, to go to what Dave's talking about, mm-hmm. all the big money that they're having to spend on some of the veteran guys that they are keeping on the team, do they have the money in free agency to be able to be as free as I think we all are requesting that they be? We're all wanting them yeah. to spend a little bit more money, but do they have the money when they're having to keep these other guys not, that have big money? Not really. I mean, and, and that and Dave said it, and I mean, Amber said it too. They that's not been their philosophy. Their their philosophy has been to try to build through the draft. I think through the free agency, they're trying to patch holes and so uh and 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 like like we've all said bargain hunt you know try you know and when what you get what you pay for yeah you know if i mean you know where you want to shop if you want to shop there good luck you know they might get something uh but but don't be surprised when it doesn't work out and you know i think we all kind of fell into that i know i did i thought this was going to be you know much better signings but i mean there were questions were out there why carolina was so bad on defense last year and, and gerald mccoy and don terry poe were sitting right in the middle of that of that line so uh you know but but i'll say this i had somebody tell me and this is scary Daryl Worley was the highest-graded cornerback they had last year when they rated the cornerbacks for the – he played for the Raiders and then all the cornerbacks that they had on the yeah. team. Daryl Worley was the highest-graded player that they had. Wait, he was – when you he, had, he had all the, the cornerbacks grade. all the, the cornerbacks on the Dallas team Yeah, he had the and then Daryl Worley, he had the highest grade from last yeah, year. Yeah, from Jordan Lewis, Cheeto, and the guys from the Cowboys. Oh. But then also – yeah. Wow. But he, he might have been. That just goes to show – where where they are and what because he hasn't doing. played well here. Let's let's no. be clear. He has not played well here. Don Terry Poe has not played well here. Uh, so I, I don't I don't think these are situations where you're talking about guys that came in here and they played pretty good, but it was just a bad team. Like they were a part. They were a big part I of just, the problem. Uh, did Worley make a play? I mean, like really, I did for the he, other team. Yeah, it's good. A few of those. Did he? Did he? <laughs> that's my line. Thank you. You did, set me up. I did with your line. Did he? Did, I mean, did Poe do anything other than – I mean, he, he must have done on the goal line stand. Poe did his job. He had to. You're the nose tackle, and they ran a quarterback. Any nose tackle yeah. when they do a quarterback sneak and they don't score, the nose tackle did his job. He must have done something. I got you. Yeah. But he – I mean, he had headlines for other reasons, and that and that's that's fine. That's, that's, that's just the only headline he had is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think that's – Irrelevant to the it's point irrelevant. of what he did on the field, right. like he just did not perform on right. the field, and 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 I think 
it was very very apparent that he didn't perform on the field. So I don't think anyone right now is looking at these guys as, hey, well, maybe you should give it a little more time, particularly Worley and Poe. I think that you were already seeing it because their time on the field was actually declining because they just knew they were a liability for them. We're going to go and take our first break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Bucky Brooks of NFL Network. He'll talk to us about the Philadelphia offense versus the Dallas defense. Till then, We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. It's funny. As we travel places, often we find the places we want to travel aren't really places at all. They're people. They're grandparents, moms, old friends, and new nephews. That's why at American Airlines, we've been using enhanced cleaning measures so you can feel confident every step until you get to them. So, as always, our people can't wait to take you to yours. American Airlines. You are why we fly. To the break. <laughs> PBR fans, lock in your seats now for the 2020 PBR Unleash the Beast World Finals and don't miss a second of the action. PBR lands in the heart of Texas at AT&T Stadium November 12th through the 15th. Get your tickets now at PBR.com or SeatGeek.com. Welcome back. We are in the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're joined by Bucky Brooks of NFL Network. And Bucky, uh, I think you caught a little bit of the conversation we had there in the last segment where we were talking about uh, the Cowboys' philosophy when it comes to uh, free agent signings and and veteran signings in the offseason. And I thought you had an interesting perspective. Tell us a little bit about what you think could be going on here and why Dallas has had such bad luck, particularly this year, uh, with some of these guys that they've signed. Free agents are always tough because what you're doing is you're looking at another team's player and a player playing in another scheme and trying to project how he would play in your scheme and how he would fit. You also have to figure out what is his locker room demeanor like? What's his football character like in terms of blending it in? This year, there was so much flux in terms of the offseason program. So you have 
Mike Nolan and Mike McCarthy, those guys coming in, Mike Nolan telling the personnel department, here's what I like, these are my ideal traits that I want in certain positions, the Cowboys listening to him and then going and trying to shop to find guys to fit. And the thing that the personnel department didn't have, they didn't have any film, they hadn't seen that scheme play out in real life. So they didn't really see what kind of players can make that scheme come to life. And so you you take some chances on some guys and then you get them here and it doesn't necessarily work out, be it because of the football character or the playing ability. For whatever reason, it didn't work out. But I kind of applaud them because I feel like now is the time that you have to pull the plug on this because it wasn't going anywhere. And if you're Mike McCarthy and you're going to put your stamp on this team, the best way to do it is to do it with the young guys. You got to give those young guys an opportunity to play because you still have a chance to change their habits, you can change the habits of Everson Griffin, Daryl Worley, and Don Terry Poe. They are what they are as players and as people. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the, the conversation around the Cowboys and the Eagles. They were focusing on the Eagles' offense versus the Dallas defense. Uh, talk to me about the, the what is the, the greatest strength of this Philadelphia offense. Obviously, I know that Carson Wentz is the really the, the guy that it's kind of based on right now because they've had so many injuries at the skill positions. But outside of him and, and, and kind of using what he does well, who is that next player or, or position that you think provides a strength for this Philadelphia offense? It's funny, man, because I feel like the conversation has been the same every time I come on, particularly when we talk about NFC East teams. They're a team that they don't really have marquee players. Zach Ertz right now is on IR. He's unavailable. Dallas Goddard, um, maybe he comes back or whatever, but he's been injured. They really have been able to do it with practice squad guys that have been elevated. So Travis Fogum is someone that they have found, and he has been the leader receiver for them. 357 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, his totals since week four are the third most in the National Football League. Greg Ward has pitched in and fully made the conversion from being a quarterback to being a standout slot receiver. He has three touchdowns. Outside of that, I mean, it's a hodgepodge of people that just kind of come in and out of the game. Boston Scott, Jason Kroom, um, a bunch of different guys that are making contributions. And Carson Wentz is kind of making it go, but I'm going to be honest with you. He has not played at a high level. It is a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde scenario. When you get him, he'll play good in the first quarter. He'll disappear the second and third quarter, then reappear in the fourth quarter and play great. And that has been good enough to get them close to the winner's circle sometimes. So, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those games where I don't know where the production is going to come from from the Eagles but they just kind of find a way to get it done, and they've been playing better of late. Bucky, when when things aren't going too great in your own team, you tend to start looking at opponents and kind of look at the things that they're doing and they're starting to be successful at. I think that with the Eagles, you can argue that, yeah, they haven't been a great team at all this season, but I feel that they are starting to trend upwards and, and doing some things a little bit better. What would be an area that you would see say that you've seen some good improvement throughout the season and how were they able to do that? Uh, I, I think the best thing that they have done is they've tried as much as they can to 
continue to innovate to, to give their quarterback the best chance to succeed. I would say that Carson Wentz has really been struggling. Obviously, you look at the number of turnovers that he's had. Um, he is not playing to the level of expectation for a franchise quarterback, much less someone that was taken second overall. They have added more tempo to this offense. They tried to go faster. He appears to play better when they're operating at a quick because it simplifies things, not only for the offense, but for the defense. But um, the best thing that they can do is to get him to kind of play within himself. He has a tendency to make these hero plays and these crazy throws thrown across the field and doing those things, and that's when the turnovers are coming. He also has tried to be something that he's not. He has tried to fancy himself as a traditional drop-back passer, and his game is not such where he can do that. He has to lean into his athleticism. He has to run. He has to get on the move and make some plays happen outside the pocket for him to fully maximize his talents. Because he's simply not good enough just to stand in the pocket and deal. That that has not been the strength of his game. Bucky, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a page out of Nick's playbook. Like at this point, I, I care a lot less about what the Eagles are doing than like than obviously what we're seeing from this staff defense i'm curious in your mind let's just assume you know everson griffin's already gone we think daryl worley and dontari poe won't be long for the roster either if you take those three guys off this defense and put three younger guys like even if they're not as experienced or maybe not as talented right now like can this defense be a little bit sounder with just young guys doing what they're asked to be doing like can i find some optimism there no, but help me, please. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So one of my best friends is a former Cowboy, Dennis Thurman, who played under Tom Landry and those guys. And he says that one thing that he always took from Coach Landry is there's no difference between a guy who won't do it and a guy who can't do it. The guys who were there before, they weren't doing what was being asked of them. So you better serve to put in the young guys and let them have a crack at it. Also, we've been waiting for six or seven weeks for someone to be the sacrificial lamb. Someone has to get cut so everyone understands that there's a certain standard of an expectation of what players should be doing. So now that you've removed three guys, you can best believe that the locker room now understands that, oh, we're at an urgent level. And so I think with the young guys, I think you have a chance, if you're Mike Nolan, to be a, a little more, um, you can teach them, you can have a bigger impression on them, a bigger impact on the way that they play, and that in itself may help them. I think what you want to look for it may not show up in the win column. What Mike Nolan and Mike McCarthy have to do is have to focus on what's one area that we can improve on this week, whether that's running to the ball or not letting the ball fly over ahead. Let's focus on that, and if we can slowly piece together these things over a three- or four-week period, the defense will eventually begin to play better, and maybe the wins will come if you can just focus on cleaning up some of the little issues to try and take on how can we fix the entire defense what's the road line look like right now i know that their tackles i mean cowboys the two two tackles uh, out but i think they have also had two tackles out maybe not together but it feels like that they're, they're really banged up as well a mess it is a mess two teams that are really struggling uh the former rugby player george malata has been starting left tackle and he is certainly talented he's inexperienced that has hurt them uh, they cut recently cut Jamon Brown, and they put in a rookie who was struggling inside at guard. And so Carson Wentz has been sacked 28 times, tied for the most in the league. The offensive line is vulnerable. And so all 
the issues that we can talk about offensively for the Cowboys, we can spit right back at the Eagles. The challenge will be which defensive coordinator takes advantage of the vulnerabilities of the offensive line. We've seen Jim Schwartz for the Eagles dial it up. Will Mike Nolan have confidence in the back end to press and push the envelope and say, hey, we're going to come after Carson Wentz? Because when he's been under pressure, he is really melted and wilted under pressure. The Cowboys have to find a way to create pressure. On that note, uh, Bucky, when you look at, at uh, the fact that Wentz has been sacked 28 times, is this the kind of game when you look at what you've seen? And I actually personally think that Tank Lawrence has actually played a little better the last few weeks. Is this a game that becomes somewhat of a, and I know this is going to sound really crazy, so everybody's going to laugh, but kind of a get-right game for the Cowboys pass rush because, you know, again, it may be they're facing an offensive line that, that might just be beat up as the one that they've been practicing against all these weeks. You know, I, I, I'm optimistic that it is, but then I was optimistic last week that the Washington football team's offense was so bad that that would be the get-right game, and they ran for 200 yards. And yeah. so the first thing that has to happen, Dallas has to know that Philadelphia Eagles are going to try and run the football at them because they put bad film on tape. They've seen teams that can't run like Washington, like the Giants have a level of success running the football. The first thing they're going to do is they're going to provide the defense to see if they can, they can stop the if they can stop the run, then Tack Lawrence and Alden Smith and those guys will have an opportunity to hunt. But the priority has to be we have to stop the run. We have to force the Eagles to be one-dimensional. If you can make the Eagles one-dimensional, you can get after Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz will give the ball away, but it starts with stopping the run. Well, adding to that question, and be honest with this, how confident are you on the Cowboys' defense ability to whether they end up sacking Carson Wentz and then recovering the ball or trying to get their hands on a bad throw that he just throws in there. How confident are you that the Cowboys defense can actually get their hands on that ball? Well, I'm not, I'm not confident. I'm not real <laughs> confident right now because I haven't, I haven't seen. But, I'm, but what I'm doing is I'm trying to be faithful. I'm trying to have enough faith that at some point the players are good enough to get it done. But I do believe we can talk about Mike Nolan simplifying and those things. I think this has kind of been a wake-up call for everybody because when you start removing players, I think everyone understands where they're sitting. And for Mike Nolan, this is a huge challenge because how do you get a, a, a group of guys to believe in your scheme when they haven't seen a lot of success early on? Where does that come from? And so he has to figure out which guys are his leaders, which guys can convey his message. He has to convince those guys first and hope that they can convince their teammates that, hey, we have to play as one. But right now, no, I'm not very optimistic or confident, but I'm hoping over the course of the game, you get a couple good plays to happen, and then maybe it spreads like wildfire. I want to ask you about Jalen Rager, but we don't know if he's going to play. I think I read he's coming back to practice this week, but not a guarantee to play. But I do remember uh, the other rookie, John Hightower's, got a, a pretty good reputation for being a deep ball guy. He made a really great play in the Giants game last week. So am I right to think that he's who I need to be worried about getting behind the defense this week? Well, I mean, I think you have to be worried about everybody because I don't <laughs> think it's even um, – I, I think it's anybody. I think the main thing is just trying to get the young guys to do exactly what is asked of them. And, you know, whether it's Trevon Diggs or anybody, they put Anthony Brown, whoever's playing outside – I think the number one priority for the pass defense, let's keep the ball in front of the defense. Don't let the ball fly over the head because big plays are what get you beat. 
in this league. Like the the seventy yard bombs, the just letting it go completely over your head. That has been the biggest problem. If you keep the ball in front and yeah, they, they nickel and diamond down the field and you can find a way to get a stop in the red zone. Sure they get threes, but they don't get sevens. But when you give up the bombs, it's demoralizing. And I just think for a team that is already teetering on the brink from a, a confidence standpoint, just the big plays just absolutely crush them. And so um Regardless of whether it's Greg Ward or Travis Fulgham, who has really emerged, or John Hightower, the Cowboys have to focus on keeping the ball in front of the defense, make them drive the length of the film, don't give them any cheap ones. All right, here's my dilemma, Bucky. You talked about confidence. You're also We're also talking about guys from you know the future. You're getting these young guys ready to play. So Cheeto comes back this week, Cheeto Awuzie. What are you doing with Trevon Diggs? Do you, do you want to do you want to put him on nickel? Do you want to bench him? Do you want to maybe hurt his confidence? I mean, I mean you can't you got to stop the big plays. But how are you handling him back in the mix and maybe Anthony Brown or what are you doing at corner if you're the Cowboys? Right now, all, right now, all hands on deck. So I would I would put Cheeto in if Cheeto is ready and available to play because what I need. I need guys who can take the information that's been given in meetings and execute it. Diggs has struggled, and he's given up a ton of big plays. And even though I want to build him up because he is the future, right now i got to stop the bleeding. And if Cheeto knows exactly what to do, if he can keep the ball in front, if he can tackle and make some plays, I'm going to go with the veterans, Anthony Brown and Cheeto, and I'll, I'll try and work Diggs in. But we've seen too many instances of Diggs just falling asleep at the wheel, not knowing exactly what to do when it comes to some of the matchups. Are we in man? Are we in zone? Uh, stopping his feet, giving up big plays. I, I can't. If, I, if I'm Mike Nolan, I got to go with the guys that I trust, and I would trust Cheeto over Diggs right now. All right, before we let you go, Bucky, uh, I had a bigger bigger picture question just from the standpoint of the Eagles. Uh, Carson Wentz, you go back to his rookie year, he was on pace uh, to be a, a real candidate, I thought, for league MVP and was playing outstanding football. From that to where he is now, it's a simple question. What happened to him? Uh, you know, like, so he, he was really reckless in terms of how he played. Um, and going all the way back to North Dakota State, he's always battled a series of injuries. Like, he always had something that he was dealing with. Well, when he goes into the league, because of his style of play, because he lives on the edge, he doesn't really understand or know how to slide. He takes a lot of shots. And he also doesn't know when the play is over. And because he extends plays and he plays in such a reckless style, he kind of exposes himself. To me, uh, when he was coming out, he was a version of, of Cam Newton in terms of like how rugged and physical that he played, the way that they used him at North Dakota State. He has continued to do that, but he's done that and hurt himself. ACL, back, concussions, wrist, a, a lot of injuries, and that has really impacted his game. And so now he's a bit trigger, trigger shot in the pocket. He doesn't really want to deal with that, and so it impacts his game, but he's not good enough to play as a statuesque passer. And so I think the funny thing is when you hear this and without even inserting the Dak conversation, I'm going to insert it. But I think when you look at Dak and you look at Carson Wentz, um, Dak has been a much better player, a more consistent player throughout his time. And I just think because of draft status, Carson Wentz has always gotten the nod because outside of that one great year, 
he has not played at that level that you would expect a guy that was taken second overall to play. Hey, that's good stuff, Bucky. We appreciate it. Uh, we're going to go to our final break. We'll be back tomorrow with Bucky uh, when he's going to talk a little bit more about this Philadelphia defense versus the Cowboys offense. But we're going to take a break right now. We'll come back. We have some more to talk about, some more news-type stuff we'll talk about with the Cowboys. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back to the break. Tour AT&T Stadium, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. You can run on the field, see the locker room, so much more. AT&T Stadium tours presented by SeatGeek are available daily. Visit AT&TStadium.com for details. Try not, to, a bit, try right? not to sneeze. Please don't do that. I can't sneeze in this no. world anymore. No, so you I'm cannot. trying not to sneeze. Please don't do that. We're in an enclosed room, and I really don't want you to this do that. All right. What glass I got here. It's like the end of the Stars game. All right. Well, let's go. Let's uh, let's get back into this. We got some injury updates. There are quite a few guys that are uh, that we need to catch up on as far as where they are from an injury standpoint. Dave. Why don't you run through these for us? Uh, I'll give you a name. You tell me what you're hearing as far as where they are in their trek to, to, to come back to play. Let's start with Andy Dalton. Uh, Andy Dalton in meetings, not practicing. I don't feel optimistic about that, but if, if he's able to go, I mean, if he's able to get into practice, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it won't be until Saturday, which is that's, that's their Friday practice day. So... Um, not optimistic, but he is in meetings, so that's good. And at this point, is the expectation that you got Ben DiNucci, or is this a possibility maybe? Yes, you no, got it'll, Gilbert? it'll be Ben. Yeah. It'll be Ben or Andy. Okay, and yeah, how you guys feel about that? Tell you what, we'll wait and save him. Not yeah. great, Bob. We'll talk about that tomorrow <laughs> when we talk about the Cowboys' offense. Um, all right, so talk to me about Zach Martin. 
Zach Martin is expected to practice today. I think he will play on Sunday night. All right, good. Uh, let's talk about Joe Looney. He's practicing. I'm going to cut Also right back now. at... He's practicing. Yeah, yeah go just ahead. got a message on that from the PR staff that he is returning Joe to practice. Joe is at practice. Okay, yes. good. So it looks like Joe, Zach might be back this week. That gives you two offensive linemen that have some experience that you could kind of steady like some it. things with. I, I do too. Like that's that's great. That's that's good for an offensive line struggling. Fletcher like Cox Wait, is on those. Meaning, meaning that. <laughs> Go ahead, Amber. I, uh, no, based on what I heard from Mike McCarthy earlier today in his press conference, him saying that Joe uh, Joe is kind of close to returning, but if he's practicing, I mean, is this like a practice? Oh, he's practicing to maybe return this weekend, or he's just coming back to practice in general. Good. I think it's probably premature to think he's going to play in this game. Not saying it's impossible, but, you know, something to keep an eye on. I'm not ready to say that he's definitely going to play on Sunday, though. Yep. But just positive that he's coming back sure. to practice and oh, no, see where it goes from there. It's, yeah. it's really great. And actually, McCarthy had an interesting quote. You know, he's obviously not going to give too much away, but... Uh, he was asked, you know, with Zach back and maybe Joe coming back, can you maybe kick Zach out to tackle, try different combinations? And uh, he was basically like, we, we don't have, you know, we don't have the set five. We don't, you know, he's big on continuity, but he's like, we don't have five guys at the five respective positions that we feel concrete about. So we're going to work as many combinations as we can. So hopefully, uh, hopefully having Zach at the very least will allow them to maybe get creative with plugging this thing up. All right, let's move on to Cheeto Bay Awuzie. He, uh, what's the status with him? McCarthy basically was like, "Yeah, I think he's got a good shot to play," which you know coaches hate saying stuff like that. But he's supposed to do something today, and McCarthy was like, "Yeah, like our our goal is to have him ready for Sunday night." So that that more so maybe even more so than Zach, man, nah, maybe not more than Zach, but I think it would be huge to have Cheeto out there just somebody who can competently handle his side of the field because you might not think the world of Cheeto, but we've never seen him struggle with letting guys get behind him by five, six yards on a regular basis. He leads yeah. the team in interceptions. <laughs> right he now? does. He sure does. Oh, God. <laughs> one to well, nothing. There's only, there's, only, there's only been one. So, <laughs> And how many games has he missed? I mean, is, is that stat I still saw? Is Dak still leading the NFL in passing I yards? don't think so. I think – I don't think no, so. No, not week. anymore. Okay. Last week he was. Before last week's games he was. Yeah, well, Cheeto still leads the team in interceptions. Yeah. Look, I thought it was interesting. Well, they what- might be in luck this weekend. They might be in luck this weekend with that because with Carson Wentz and him maybe throwing some interceptions, That's I mean, true. you can get Cheeto, get his hands on that ball. Yeah. So. Mm, Got to see that to believe we'll it, but I like your optimism. <laughs> Talk to me about Sean Lee. Where's Sean Lee? You know, you know I'll, I'll jump in on this, uh, Dave. Sean Lee... You know, I, he was uh, McCarthy was talking about him getting back to practice and all that, saying the normal coach speak. And I thought he kind of just slipped in and said, you know, I think he has a, a good chance to play Sunday night, which I don't, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't yeah. expecting him to come back to, to play. Uh, but you know, it would be it would be ironic if he did because I'm pretty sure that's where you have the surgery in Philadelphia. I mean, if you, yep. I think I think oh, that's where, oh. where all all those sports hernia surgeries are always done in yeah. Philadelphia. So it would be interesting if he comes back and plays, and they certainly need him. That's Dave. That's what I think. I think he sounds like he could play. You you agree? Um, I I mean I agree with what you said about McCarthy. Uh, you know, I'm always reluctant to on Wednesday be like, yeah, he's definitely going to play. But I think he's got a shot. He definitely has a shot. 
There's one other topic I wanted to hit before we end the show. Um, let's talk you know, about special teams and the punting situation. Mm. Uh, Cowboys did sign a punter earlier this week, uh, Hunter Niswander, and they said in the in in a press conference uh, that they this player has always has been on their radar. It's a guy they wanted to sign. They thought it's a good idea to have a guy that can both kick and punt uh, that they would have on their practice squad. My question for you guys is, should that be the case, or should he really be here for the purposes of taking Chris Jones' job? Because you look at Chris Jones, over the last two years, his punting has not been great. I'll throw some numbers at you. This year, he is ranked 29th in the league in yards per punt at 43.1. His long is 54, and that's 31st in the league. Uh, Last year, his average yards per punt was 41.6, and he was 31st in the league at that. And his long was uh, thirty. His long was fifty-eight, and he was thirty-second at that. The last two years, and you can go back even farther than that and see he's regularly in the bottom, at least bottom third of the league. Is it at a point where the Cowboys really need to replace him because they're just not getting anything from him from the standpoint uh, of of punts? Let's start first with you, Amber. Well, this is something like you said. We we've, we've kind of been talking about about it and been wondering with like a question mark on there. And Fassel, he he did when he first was hired and asked about the punter position. I mean, he mentioned the injury that Chris was dealing with last year and kind of played through it or whatever. But this is something that I don't think it's injury related. Clearly, he's efforts on the on the field have started to decline and I think that the way that for the fact that they said oh this is a player that has been in a radar it's just a nice way to put it honestly that's just them being nice and kind with that but we we should find out pretty soon if we start seeing that guy on the field playing Nick well yeah they got to get better at at the at Punting. I mean, you know, Chris Jones gets to also, I mean, we think about this year where he's ranked 29th, and I mean, he's played four home games, is that right? I mean, four home games, and, and then is at Seattle and at the Rams. I mean, weather has not been an issue. It kind of was in this game, but 32-yard punt, I mean, in the second quarter was the one where, I mean, that you have to get field position, and, and that punt's just not, it's just not there. I mean, I just don't think he's got that boom on the ball. Uh, like he like he did when he when he first got here, and he's been a great punter for a long time. He's been a good punter. He's been, sorry, Jason. He's been a good punter for a, a long time. But um, but he oh, really when Dan Bailey left, that's when, no. when his buddy mm. left. Well, kind of true. Kind of true. Well, maybe that's when he started. We started seeing yeah. a decline uh, there. It could be a back he... injury, but I mean, what one of the two? I mean, it could be both. Um, could be both. If if we see what's his name, Niswander? Niswander. If we see him. Holding for kickoff for field goals. That's a hint. That yeah, that's <laughs> that's where you know because that's one thing you know Chris Jones does. But also, I'm sorry, Dave, but their point is is correct too. Fine. On when you get to the road games, because if they don't have a backup, I mean you do need that. I'm, I think that's maybe they just did not forget to do that or something. Yeah. You got to have a backup. You get on the road and something were to happen, test positive, somebody test. Got to have you I mean, know. That's a nice play. to have right now. They're not really in games where. You know, kicking is really a factor at this point. But, but I get your point. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, I get your point. You know, again, you don't want. Jeff I just am I. <laughs> am I the only one that like? I mean, wait, I don't. I think they're lying. Honestly, that's that's my that's my takeaway. Is maybe they're not ready to cut Chris Jones right now, but they're like, oh, like we thought it might be a good idea to have a guy already ready. We'll 
you didn't think it was a good idea for training camp or the first seven weeks of the season. Like, literally, when they found out they had to cut the roster to 80 for training camp, the extra specialists were the first to go. Mm-hmm. Like, they were the first guys that they got rid of. Like, oh, we don't, we don't have room for that. We don't need that on our roster during training camp. And then seven weeks of the season, you know, didn't, it wasn't a good enough idea that you did it any of these other weeks. And now after a month and a half of Chris Jones being pedestrian to, you know, bad – now it's a good idea. Like I that no, that's that's not the case. They're like, yeah, we might have to do something about this, and we should get a guy we like in here before somebody else does. Like that's that's what I think is happening. Yeah, I suspect they did the so, same thing that I don't, Nick did after that thirty-two yard punt. They probably were like on the headsets, like, hey man, on Monday we might need to <laughs> see what we can find out there because uh, yeah. uh, this might be a, an opportunity for us to move on. Yeah, yeah. I just think okay. you know a team like this that struggles as bad as they do in so many areas. That's an area that as much as anything could help you right now, that's an area that could help you. It could actually create situations where maybe you can flip the field because your offense isn't really moving the ball at all and you have an opportunity to not give the opposing offense great field position instead of 32-yard punt gives them the ball at the 40. Like That's the kind of situation that you just really can't afford yeah. on a team that's this bad in so many other areas. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be ready to – we'll be outside actually tomorrow. Got to be interesting because all four of us will be in the same location Joy. for a show for the first time in what seven eight months. It'll be mm. really nice to be somewhere where we can all just have a conversation. And Dave's phone isn't acting up, and it'll just be it'll be a wonderful show. It will be cold, so Amber, make sure you wear about five layers. But we will have a great time, and we'll hope you guys will join us. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?